Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk to President and owner of AEW just hours before Dynamite and just days before their first ever house show for that company. And that is Tony Khan joins us on Busted Open. Also, just hours before night number one of NXT TakeOver. Somebody who's going to be playing and performing the national anthem before night number one of NXT TakeOver. Nita Strauss joins us on the podcast today. And also, Tommy has some words about the Hall of Fame for the WWE last night. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Mr. Khan, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you so much, Dave. It's great being on with you. Uh, Thanks for having me on. It's always great talking to you guys, especially on a Wednesday. Uh, Tommy, how you been, man? I am doing wonderful. I mean, you are the busiest person in all of professional (laughs) wrestling during the biggest week in professional wrestling and the biggest one of the biggest weeks for AEW in the history of AEW. It's a really important time for all of pro wrestling, and it's a really important time for us this week. Uh, We had a great, great show on TNT tonight. Uh, Please, if people can check it out, I would really love for people to watch Dynamite tonight and, and every week. Um, tonight's a special episode. We're live in Jacksonville. We've got uh, Mike Tyson here. I'm really excited for people to see what Mike's doing back in AEW. We've got one of our biggest matches ever tonight with John Moxley teaming up with the Young Bucks for the first time ever to take on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. It's the first time Kenny Omega's ever wrestled the Young Bucks on Dynamite. Uh, you know, they wrestled at Revolution last year, and the tag match on pay per view was one of our best matches ever. And I'm really excited for this match tonight. There's a lot of great stuff on the card. Darby's defending the TNT title against J.D. Drake. And uh, it's a huge week for us, man. Thank you for always giving me a chance to come on your guys' show and remind people about Dynamite. I appreciate it. What was your decision process going into the first ever house show this Friday? I was... So we've got a really good crowd tonight for Dynamite. And we thanks to the people in Jacksonville, we've been able to give the fans at home watching Dynamite all around the world a really good live wrestling experience for the last year. And as opposed to putting virtual fans out there every week, you know, to me, there's nothing that can replace the reactions of the live crowds, which is why week to week we've had, you know, great houses in Jacksonville and we've been doing this since August. And when I started doing it, there were people that were against it, like, you know, uh, uh, critics and people in the industry analysts. And frankly, I think we've proven them all wrong that we could do it safely because we've had thousands and thousands of fans come through physically distanced, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, we enforced masks wearing all this stuff. Well, we've had zero transmissions in the audience, uh, in dozens of shows, I'm really proud of that because if you watch the show consistently, you know, the energy these fans have brought to a lot of huge moments, like the Brody Lee Memorial show, the live crowd. We had over a thousand fans that were such a huge part of paying tribute to him. The Brody chance, it was real on television and it was real for his family in person. And they were a huge part of that. 
the pops we had when Darby won the TNT title at full gear or when the Young Bucks won the tag title, the, the crowd's been a huge part of it. And I wanted to do something for these people. We were going to do a really good house. Uh, we were projecting, we have done a good crowd for tonight. And we felt like we had a great chance to draw here in Jacksonville without changing anything. I mean, we've got the ring set up. We have uh, the set. We have uh, all these things in Jacksonville. And best of all, the wrestlers and the crew are all in Jacksonville for Dynamite. So it made a lot of sense, Tommy, when, when I was looking at uh, booking. It was like, hey, why don't I keep the crew into the weekend and change and you know this could actually make a lot of sense because um it looks like we're going to get a really good crowd wednesday and i think we should be able to draw even better on fridays so it's an interesting experiment for us because um you know our pay-per-views are always drawn really well we haven't really been doing shows on the weekends, which are the strong. It, long story short, we had a really good crew in Jacksonville. We had all the infrastructure. Good house right night. We got, uh, you know, some available, and it's a great experience. That's yeah. I mean, when you look at what's going to take, would you guys say? That? Oh, oh, sorry, because we you broke. I'm sorry, uh, Tony. You broke up uh, a second there. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry, Dave. What were you about to say? No, I was just saying with the, with this house show on Friday and that you've been able to have fans in attendance and, you know, you've been safe as possible. Do you feel like you're you're rounding a, a corner a, a little bit? Do you feel like a little bit of normalcy is coming back? Because the crowd was such a big fan, a big a part of those early AEW Dynamite shows. Yes, a huge part. Yeah, I do feel that way. I've, you know, I've felt that way that we've, we've maintained that sense of normalcy through the pandemic to some extent. I think the crowd's been a huge part of it. And I do think we're turning that corner, like you said, Dave, where uh, things are getting back to normal everywhere you look. Uh, more and more people are getting vaccinated and there's, there's greater immunity and now uh, hopefully greater opportunities to do more shows with more fans. And I, I I love being in Jacksonville. Eventually we'd like to do shows other places again. And I think that is the plan, but I can't say enough about how much the fans here locally have supported the show. And that's made it possible for fans all over the world, I think, to enjoy the show. So um, a lot of the things I'm doing, giving, you know, a house show here for the local fans or even uh, bringing in Mike Tyson tonight for for the fans all around the world. That's a big deal here in Jacksonville because, the live fans here, they got to see Snoop Dogg. They got to see Shaq. Uh, we've done all kinds of cool crossover promotion here. But when Mike Tyson came to AEW, it was actually before um, we had, you know, live fans in attendance. So when you really look at it, it was uh, it was something that I really thought would be uh, great for great for them. Because to me, if we're able to give the live fans, uh, you know, a great experience it it translates to the television because i think all the fans watching at home uh have gotten to enjoy wrestling that much more as a result of you know the people in jacksonville coming out every every week and supporting the show consistently for eight months hey tony uh we heard from steve austin his side uh but this truly if you're under contract it's a two-sided contract now you are the forbidden door you How did this come about for you? Because you could have said no, but how did you allow Chris Jericho to uh, go on the Steve Austin podcast? Well, it's a great story, Tommy. Basically what happened was um, I had never, uh, never even considered this was going to be a possibility. When I, when I'd heard from uh, Chris that this was something they wanted to do, uh, I had to think about it for a minute. He and Steve apparently had talked and Steve had asked Chris if he had interest in uh, doing this program, or I guess, you know, they had a conversation it came up, but when Chris brought it up to me, at first I was taken aback because the idea of Chris doing something on Peacock on WWE's channel, uh, is obviously going to give me pause. But when he said it was Steve hosting the show, I didn't have to think very hard about it. You know, it's kind of, I mean, you know, busted open is an independent show, but I really like being on with you guys. I really trust you and enjoy these times we have together. And, 
I really feel that way about Steve, even though Steve works with WWE and even though that's another wrestling company that we compete with, I trust Steve immensely. And obviously I trust Chris and just like I would trust Chris to do a great job on busted open. I trust him to do a great job with Steve and I trust Steve to be a great interviewer and they're both friends of mine. And I feel like it's probably going to be a very good show. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Chris told me I'm really going to like it. And you know, it's a great chance for us to go out and promote AEW to a different set of fans. So I was all for it. And definitely Steve being the host had a lot to do with that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to talk about AEW. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what Chris is doing right now. So it's going to be odd that AEW is going to be mentioned on Peacock on a WWE production just minutes after WrestleMania night number two signs off. But you know, I, I think it's a great opportunity for everybody involved. It's like, as Triple H said, I guess at the end of the day, it's good for business. Yeah, I, well, I'm not sure uh, it, how it's going to work out, but I, I'm excited about it. And I, anytime uh, Steve is involved in anything, I think it's great. I, I love him so much uh, as a person. I have so much respect for him for everything he's done for wrestling, but he's also just like an awesome, awesome guy. You guys mm -hmm. all have gotten to talk to steve and uh i'm sure you agree with me because pretty much anybody i know who knows steve has a really high opinion of him and uh i you know that was my thought process there in your next paid advertisement on impact i think one of the great performance that you can have is basically say that peacock needed an aew main eventer to main event their show there you have it well, well, you know, paid ads, Tommy, you guys switch nights now. I think you guys might cost yourself some rest. Now with you guys moving to Thursdays, um, it's not as uh, – with, with you not being the night before the show anymore, it'll be a different uh, setup for paid ads. So I'm going to have to reimagine the paid ad going forward now. Wow. There goes my bonus. I get all that money, by the way. <laughs> Breaking news. You know, it's, it's funny because you just mentioned Impact moving to Thursdays. You know, come next week – you know, this quote unquote Wednesday night war is over. You know, AEW obviously every week in 2021 was able to win Wednesday nights. And now NXT is moving to another night. So AEW is going to have Wednesday nights all to themselves. Obviously, a lot of people like myself and Busted Open and a lot of Internet sites and on social media, they love to talk about the numbers. They love to talk about ratings. My daughter, big wrestling fan, big AEW fan. She watches everything on YouTube. Like I, I, it's very rare that my daughter's sitting on the sofa watching pro wrestling on TV. Do you think it's time now in 2021 that we throw those rating numbers out the window and embrace that it's a new era when it comes to viewing pro wrestling? No, I definitely don't think that's the case. They're very important. They're very important to the people who fund pro wrestling, which is the TV networks. We've had a renaissance in professional wrestling in the past several years. And it's come about because the television networks have funded professional wrestling much, much more support from the TV networks than there had ever, ever been. But in a lot of ways, wrestling was the biggest thing in the world in the late 90s. But the support from the TV networks was a very small fraction compared to what it is now. And live event programming, live sports programming, Rights fees are through the roof. I would know as an NFL owner, I'm in the room and we're voting on these TV contracts and the media deals that the NFL have done, which are the biggest media deals in the world. So the media rights, the media rights landscape has changed immensely in the last couple of years. And I was at the forefront of it. You know, I was talking to the president of CNT when they were in the mix as the WWE TV rights packages were expiring. Uh, I knew WWE was going to command a huge, huge value. And they did. And that was an opportunity for us. And that's part of the genesis of AEW. You know, I went to Kevin Riley in April of 2018. In fact, this is the, this week is the three year anniversary of when I approached Kevin Riley at a party and told him that instead of bidding on wrestling TV rights, TNT should get in business with me and we could bring back wrestling on TNT it would be a different product. It would be a fresher product. And I gave him my word that we would build an audience. We would be very competitive. I think we've been more than competitive, frankly. And I, uh, 
you know, gave Kevin my word. This would be a great project for them. Now we're their consistently highest rated show. Uh, we're a major part of the TNT family. And that's thanks to the great support we got from TNT. And so the networks believe in wrestling, you know, TNT's made a big investment in us. Um, and we've seen Fox and we've seen NBC make big investments in WWE. So the TV ratings are a huge part of that. It's an instrument we're measured by. We're not just measured by the linear rating. We're also measured by the demographics, which are really the most important thing to those TV networks. They're looking at that demographic information every week. And that is really the thing that they give us after every show and say, this was a good week or a bad week in terms of the ratings. So it's, so it's, it's really important still. All right, so is there? are you happy with the numbers you've been getting, or is there a goal in mind? Like, is there a certain number you would love to hit? I, we've done great numbers, and we've vastly exceeded their expectations. I'm always chasing new audience. So to me, there's no end in sight. Wrestling is a 52-week-a-year sport. Now, some people talk about off-seasons and stuff. To me, if you build a roster with depth, you don't need that because, as you've seen, it's not you don't have every wrestler wrestling 52 weeks a year on dynamite i'm able to cycle people in and get people on the show take care of people after big matches maybe they don't need to rush out and wrestle three crazy hardcore matches in a row like tommy used to do um and uh you know really it allows us to extend people's careers and also get a lot of fresh wrestlers on the show and in front of people we're going to launch another hour of programming on tnt this year in the coming months, which I'm really excited about, it'll be another hour of AEW wrestling. It will not be on Wednesday nights, but it will be another night where people can come in on TNT and watch our top stars. And it'll wow. be one of our flagship shows with Dynamite. So I am really happy with the audience we have, but I want to keep growing and finding new fans constantly every week. And that's a huge part of bringing in Mike Tyson tonight. Shaq in the past, Snoop Dogg, and celebrities with huge fan bases so that we can have fans come in. And every time it has worked where there have been some new fans that came in, checked out the show, and really liked it. Tonight, I've got people at the Jags who, you know, they aren't wrestling fans, but they've never even walked 500 feet out of their office to come watch the wrestling show. And that's fine. But they're really excited tonight that Mike Tyson is here. And if I can break some of those guys and make them fans, then there's yeah. new fans there. And, uh, you know, by bringing in great wrestlers, present and past, uh, by bringing in legends from the past, by bringing in guys who are still the top wrestlers today, like Christian Cage, young prospects for the future, like Ethan Page, I think we're, you know, giving ourselves a wider net that we cast and trying to find new fans all over the world. It's exciting to get to now know that there's going to be another hour that's going to be on TNT. Now, let's talk about tonight. You know, we talked about the house show on Friday. The tickets are available for. And again, it's not going to be streamed. It's not going to be televised. So definitely be a part of history. The first ever house show for AEW Dynamite at Daly's Place on Friday. But let's talk about tonight and Mike Tyson. Any way you could get into Tyson's ear, tell him a little bit about MJF. Any way we could see some... Uh, involvement with Tyson and MJF. I would love for MJF's jaw to be broken and for that to be wired shut for the next six months. That's just me. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll, be I'll bear that in mind and I'll take that under advisement when I talk to Mike today. Um, you know, the great thing about Mike is he's unpredictable. And when he shows up, nobody knows what he's going to do. So I uh, know from experience working with Mike, Mike is a great person he's a big wrestling fan so when you say get in his ear and tell him about mjf i definitely don't need to do that mike watches the show Good. he's very familiar with dynamite he knows mjf as very very well so uh believe me uh you're, you're probably preaching to the choir <laughs> um and uh for mike tonight I'm, i think he's going to come in and it's going to really uh excite people and hopefully uh michael keep coming back with us i, I love having him here the uh, for our listeners, the beauty of Tony Khan, straight up wrestling fan, and yep. randomly when you're talking about getting the deal with uh, TNT, I remember you talking. I think it was me, you, Nick. We were somewhere, 
And then you're like, uh, I think we're going to be on TNT. And he just popped his head up from his phone because he dives into his phone because he's doing all his business. And he was so excited. And he just high-fived everybody in excitement. And it was just like, you're literally changing everybody's lives right now. But yet it was just like this, such a natural, happy moment for someone who's been a fan his whole life. I, I'm just trying to tell everybody like why this guy is my friend, but also like how much he is just like us in the world of professional wrestling. And this is like a dream job come true. And every single week is delivering on what he grew up loving. Thank you so much, man. And I really, that's why you're a great friend. I really appreciate you, Tommy. That was very nice of you to say, and that is the true story. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a big deal. It was very yeah. important when, when we did that. And I was uh, a little emotional, but I was very excited because when we got that deal on TNT, it was the beginning of a journey for us. It meant that we were going to change wrestling. We were going to do something really important for everybody in this company and also for the fans. And we were going to create new jobs, new opportunities. And we were going to, to me, improve the quality of life in wrestling. And, and, you know, owning, promoting wrestling has been a lifelong dream for me to have this company. And um, TNT, to have Dynamite on TNT didn't ever seem like a realistic goal to me. But it was always a dream of mine. And I've been writing Dynamite in notebooks for 26 years now and uh, dreaming of uh, producing, writing, owning a wrestling company. And I never thought it would be possible. And, the, and to show you that, uh, that I never believed we could get this show on TNT uh, in a million years. And to be fair, there was another wrestling show on TNT when I started writing Dynamite, which is part of why I thought it was an unrealistic goal. Um, I've never had it on TNT before. It's been on a lot of channels that were great channels. But the reason I had never, uh, in my in my imagination, I had never written Dynamite on TNT is I didn't, I, I just didn't even know if it would be possible. It was such a pie in the sky goal to me. And, uh, but, you know, thank you for saying that. And when I uh, first approached Kevin three years ago about putting on wrestling on TNT again, um, I felt like it was a light bulb moment for me. I ran outside after I had the conversation with him. I was in a backyard at a mansion in Beverly Hills. Uh, with a bunch of friends. And the first thing I did is make a bunch of phone calls. And, uh, you know, I can't believe this. Like he said, like he might be interested. And uh, in the coming months, um, it, you know, it just snowballed. And now here we are every Wednesday with this show on TNT. And I feel like if somebody listens to Busted Open, they're a serious wrestling fan. Like this show is for hardcore fans. It's for fans that, you know, uh, just love wrestling. This is, and uh, you guys are the number one show on Sirius because there are so many wrestling fans all over the world that you know are a community. And we have this show every Wednesday. I know there's other wrestling shows. If you haven't ever checked the show out, it's going to be great tonight. We're going to be back next week and every week. And I just really on Wednesdays on TNT, I hope people will give us a chance because, like you said, Tommy, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan just like you guys, and I really, really love putting the show on to the fans and having fans in the seats cheering is a huge part of wrestling. And it's something I've tried to give to the audience at home through this pandemic by, and, and, you know, now that's why we've got a house show here to reward these fans that have been out here in Florida cheering for the shows every week. And, you know, the, the best tribute I can pay to the wrestling business is just doing good shows. The, the one I always go back to the most important show we've done is the Brody Lee tribute show that we did at the end of last year. It's the most important wrestling television show we've done. And I don't know of many more wrestling shows that were more important. I think those tribute shows um, are something special. And in this case, because of the pandemic, there wasn't a, a proper funeral for Brody Lee. That was effectively the funeral for the man and for his family. And it, that was probably the most special episode of any kind of television and really the most special event I've ever been involved with in sports entertainment or any walk of life. And that kind of sealed the deal to me that this is a family and that we all really love working together. And I felt like that came through to the fans at home too. And you, you never want to have to put a show like that together, but those are the times I think where uh, families are made and, and bonds are built and to the fans at home, you know, that is real. That is how it is here. 
Um, and speaking of Brody, Brody is going to be represented on the show tonight because negative uh, one is here. Brody Lee Jr. is here with us today. And Ty Conti is wrestling on the show tonight against the Bunny. And, we, you know, if you follow AEW real close, you know that Brody Lee Jr. has been managing Ty Conti and uh, he's leading the Dark Order in his father's place. So he's going to be here with the show tonight. So that's another special thing on the card. In addition to all the big matches and Mike Tyson, uh, you know, that's something special for everybody, too. And, and, and Tony, I just want to say this, and, and I know there's certain people that kind of criticize you because you're such a big wrestling fan. I don't see that as a negative. I think that's amazing that you're in this position being a, a passionate pro wrestling fan. And I, I'll never understand why certain people find that to be a negative because I started this show because of my love and passion for pro wrestling and knowing that there's somebody like you that you know, was once a fan, you know, in attendance and cheering for his heroes now has his own company. I think that's, I think that's outstanding. And and I think that's extreme positive. And I think that's why a lot of people should love and support you and AEW for that reason alone. Thank you, man. And, and it's one thing to be a fan, but in addition to being a wrestling fan, I really care about people. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, we've been able to make AEW go and create this spirit within the company too, this really contagious spirit, because uh, I care about people. And through the pandemic, not only have I kept everybody on, but I tried to add people. Um, there were people that didn't get a lot of matches and maybe I didn't get the maximum output out of. They didn't. They maybe didn't turn big profits for us by them being here, but I've kept a lot of people on through the pandemic because I felt it was the right thing to do because there was not really a chance to get jobs in wrestling. And then my, my competition was cutting jobs left and right, even though they were making big profits and our profits weren't as big as theirs, but you know, I didn't need to put all these people on the street. I have money. Uh, I'm trying to run a viable business here, but during the pandemic, you know, one thing I can afford to do is take a little bit of a haircut. If it means that all these people can put food on the table because they're not going to be able to get work in wrestling with all the shows shut down. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The amazingly talented Nita Strauss. Nita, good morning to you. Good morning, Dave. How are you guys? We're awesome. Morning, we're and- great. And we are great. Why? Because we got NXT stand and deliver night number one tonight on Peacock. And how excited are you to kick things off tonight? I am so excited. Uh, not just because I haven't gotten to like get on stage and play for people in a while, you know, but to get to do it again in such a cool fashion and come back to the WWE house and get to see everybody and, and do it here with you guys is just going to be a blast. What's it been like? I mean, for you, for somebody, the last time we spoke that was on the road constantly and playing night after night on stage, I mean, what has the last year been like for you? You know, it's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, (laughs) um, In some ways good, in some ways, you know, more difficult. I think every musician, every wrestler, you know, everybody that's sort of in the entertainment field had to find a way to pivot during this time. And for Josh and me, that really just meant moving a lot of what we do online. So, you know, I've been working, writing my new album. Uh, I have been, I released a guitar course uh, so people can learn how to play guitar from me online. Uh, And really just kind of focusing in on being creative and getting as much done as we can. Because I feel like before we know it, this little break is going to be over and uh, we're going to be right back to it. You talk about moments uh, in your career. Uh, I know this is a big one, like you said, for you, but let, like fans wise and attendance wise, like what would be a gigantic moment for you in your career? Well, I mean, WrestleMania, definitely. WrestleMania was, you know, a huge, huge pivotal moment for me. Um, definitely one of the bigger crowds, but also getting to do something completely different. You know, I've, I've played in front of more people than that at the same time before, but WrestleMania, the energy in there, the energy in the Superdome and getting to, you know, play Shinsuke's song, such a highly anticipated song for, like, this match everybody was so excited about, that for sure. And I'm not just saying this, because the wrestling show it really was, like, one of the absolute coolest, biggest, biggest moments for me. And you looked cool doing it. That's the thing. Yeah. But it's also, like, I also get what you're saying because it's not like you're – if you're with Alice Cooper or if you're doing your own stuff, people are there just to see you. These are people here who are just to see a wrestling show. And Oh, by the way, this awesome rock star is captivating us with her work. So I totally get that. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool thing being the musician at a wrestling show. I've been talking about this a lot all week and just saying how much fun it is for the rock bands. It's so easy to go to a rock show and be critical of the band that's playing like, Oh, they didn't play this song I wanted to hear or they're getting old. They're not moving as much, but Wrestling fans aren't there to critique the music. They're there to critique the wrestlers, you know? So for the bands, we just get to, like, go in and have fun and create this atmosphere and, and be a part of this huge, huge spectacle. And it's it's just so much fun. It really is. You know, Nita, we were just having a conversation, and you can definitely relate this to music as well. Like, Tommy went on a, a little bit of a rant uh, in the last segment about the ECW arena and how a lot of media members – you know, just regarded as, you know, that bingo hall, but not knowing that there's a lot of tradition and love when it comes to a place like that. And I know for you as well, being a musician, yes, you've played at the the, the Superdome. You know, you've played in front of, you know, 70, 80, 90,000 people. But then there's also those small clubs that probably are even more near and dear to your heart where you're able to perform those landmark you know, rooms and venues. I mean, is it that way in music as well when it comes to certain places that you play? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and a perfect example, my sort of my home base venue is the whiskey in LA. And, you know, as, as far as actual venues go, it's, it's not great. You know, it's not the best sound. It's not the, you know, the most up-to-date system in there. You don't have the best monitors or the most level stage, but you have so much, you have so much of a vibe in there, so much energy. You know, you're standing on the stage that the Doors stood on, and Motley Crue stood on, and and Alice and Guns N' Roses. You know, all these bands that really made their careers on that stage. So there's, you know, it might only hold 
you know, five, 600 people, but it feels like a legendary place when you step in there. So, you know, it's definitely the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, Tommy, you could tell just talking to Nita that it's, it's similar to what you were saying before in that last segment about the ECW arena. Now, somebody who's been in your corner, and I love the way that, Nita, you've kind of waved the flag, not just for pro wrestling, but for NXT. It's kind of like your brand. It's like you doing the national anthem is almost like you coming home again. You know, I know that NXT is a product that you fell in love with. So, yes, you've been able to perform at a WrestleMania in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people, but it's kind of cool to have this home-based brand that you've been really waving the flag for for years. Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, as as amazing as it is and as much of an honor as it is, and I'll play the big show anytime they ask me to, but uh, NXT for me, really feels like the rock show, you know, the whole NXT loud brand that they do. They're always giving chances, you know, Triple H and the, the music team at NXT are always giving chances to new bands and, you know, bringing these bands that really could use that exposure into the forefront of music. So it's it's absolutely incredible for me to get to come and join. Uh, Poppy is playing as well, and it's amazing for me to, and uh, Ash Costello will be there at Mania too. It's just, it's awesome to be a part of this amazing gang of girls playing music this, this week. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I never, it was after, I, I think I told you this, I know I said it on the air, but it was after 9-11 where I first ever felt patriotism and it was through Lillian Garcia's voice and where I literally, mm-hmm. I cried just because of everything that was going on that happened to my town. But then I, I totally got it. And I've heard stories of people where it was like after that, they went and joined the military and all stuff like that. But for tonight, we have been, and they said it, we all have been hunkered down together. And tonight what you're doing is kind of, I feel like, giving us hope. And as a nation, we're coming together to celebrate our love and our passion for something that we love. And that is professional wrestling. And you're going to be the first person and that's, you're going to be that iconic symbol of it. So make sure you hit a really good pose so you get like, maybe have a nice flag behind you, but uh, it it will mean a lot (laughs) to a lot of people. I know it's going to mean a lot to you, but I know it's going to mean a lot to me too, because I know you're going to kill it. And you have so many people in your corner that people you grew up watching, but uh, you're, you're, you're going to be our first voice that we hear. I always say for me, like what got me hooked on professional wrestling was the first time I ever heard it. And that was Vince McMahon's voice. And you're going to be our voice mm-hmm. tonight. So it's going to be awesome. Oh, uh, Tommy, it's, it's really an honor that you say that. And I will, I will definitely do my best to make you proud. And then just take your guitar and smash it and then hit my post. And then I really like it. <laughs> no, what you should do is you t- should take that guitar. That, and I feel like not during the anthem. Like if I was playing something else, maybe. Absolutely. You know, the reverence and the, you know, coming together that you, Tommy was just talking about. I feel like if I then take the guitar and like smash it on somebody, my guitars are heavy. You know, so it's not like. No, you can't do that. You'll be like Roseanne Barr. You'll be trending for a negative reason. <laughs> No, I, I think, honestly, I think Nita, as a friend, should go after Poppy. Because, Tommy, ah. I don't know if you know this, I had a thumb wrestling war with Poppy. I won. She claimed I cheated. And I put my Ric Flair action figure on the line. And she took it. She has my Ric Flair action figure, Tommy, Poppy does. Mm. Ridiculous. Okay. I will make it my business to get that action figure back for you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Nita. Also, big news, Nita, and I know it broke, at least for me, you know, that you're going to be on the next Alice Cooper album, which I know is is huge for you and for the fans. So I'm really looking forward to that album coming coming together. Yeah, I am, too. It really is, uh, again, just like something that I've been working towards for a long time. I've, I've been playing in Alice's band almost seven years now, and uh, it's going to be an amazing opportunity for all of us. You know, the, the current band, we know his style now so well. You know, these, you know, the songwriters and producers and studio musicians he works with are amazingly talented, but we know Alice Cooper and what he's doing now and what he likes better than anybody in the world. So I think we're going to be able to bring something really special to these songs and something the fans are really going to dig. And Nita, talk about how you inspire, and especially people during COVID, uh, Beulah McGillicuddy, she uh, 
thought you rocked and I play I showed her your Shinsuke uh entrance and during COVID uh-huh. she taught herself how to play guitar because she always wanted to and she she plays it every day and does it great. Uh but taught no it to way. herself just as something she always wanted to do and had some time to do it and now I have a bunch of guitars in my house and I want to just Jeff Jarrett <laughs> them over her head sometimes, but I can't. So, uh, but again, you inspire when you don't know that you're inspiring. That means a lot. Well, I do have the online course out now. I would love to send it to her if she'd like to take it. Um, it's uh, the course that I set up is the website is I want to play guitar.com, which I think is the best website name ever. <laughs> and, uh, it, it basically takes the player from picking up the guitar for the very first time all the way through the journey step-by-step. Step. Um, so if she wants to take the course, I would love to gift it to her. And if anybody else, by the way, is listening, uh, I did put a discount up for WrestleMania weekend if they use the code TAKEOVER at IWantToPlayGuitar.com. That'll get you a discount if you want to learn how to play guitar from me. That is awesome. I love it. And you know what? And Tommy, you said it. Nita's a rock star, but at the same time, she has such a, a wonderful relationship with her fans. She has a Patreon account that I'm a member of as well, which she's on weekly, uh, giving lessons, giving tidbits and things like that, and just checking in, which, which Nita, I think you've done a wonderful job during this pandemic staying in touch with your fan base. I think that's everything. You know, you have to find a way to stay in touch with people. And it was so cool, by the way. I had no idea you were on there. And then Dave popped up in one of my live streams on my Patreon page the other day, and I was like, I think I and several of the other people in there who are big wrestling fans were all a little starstruck. Like, oh my God, Dave Lagarde, I'm a fun open is here. <laughs> um, but it's it's so important, you know. When I'm on tour, I'll always go outside the tour bus and you know shake hands and meet people and take pictures and sign stuff and you know do meet and greets and do guitar clinics and and talk to people. So it's been important, I think, for so many artists to keep finding a way to connect with people in a time that you really aren't able to connect with people. If that makes sense. So the, the Patreon page has been a really, really cool uh, way for me to do that. Uh, it's patreon.com slash hurricanemita, and it's all the updates on my upcoming album. Everything that I'm working on, uh, the behind-the-scenes leading up to TakeOver today, uh, I've been posting all of that on there. That's awesome. And, you know, in the world of wrestling, there's Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And in the world of music, it's Nita Strauss and the King Josh V. Uh, Nita, thanks uh-huh. for always thinking of Busted Open. We appreciate you checking in. Uh, have Kill it tonight. I can't wait to watch it. Night number one of NXT TakeOver. Thank you guys so much. All right. The great Nita Strauss. Tommy, this is a big moment, man. I mean, she's going to be kicking it off. You know, like you said, this is the start of WrestleMania week for the WWE. And I don't think there's anybody better to do that uh, than our good friend Nita Strauss. If you want to go big, you go with a rock and roll star, and she is it. And But the biggest part, too, it's a wrestling fan. It's not like back in the day where it was just like, hey, a paid gig. They don't know the storylines. They don't know the people. And I do associate NXT with her. Yep. Uh, and it's awesome. It truly is awesome. Uh, I'm happy that she gets to have these moments, uh, especially yeah. now. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Tommy, last night, the WWE Hall of Fame, unlike any other Hall of Fame, two classes inducted because of last year, obviously canceled. And they did it virtually at the Thunderdome. Um, Listen, I can't criticize the WWE too much. Uh, They're doing their best under really, really rough circumstances. But it was a little difficult to watch with that Thunderdome. Probably not a good idea to have the archived footage of fans at the Thunderdome during the Hall of Fame ceremony. Though, can't get too critical. Obviously, they're trying to do their best to kind of make it as entertaining and as impactful as possible. Correct. And yes, Dave, we're still on that learning curve. Uh, also asking the fans to sit there uh, for the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is one of my most favorite things to watch, be a part of. I loved going uh, every WrestleMania. I don't think I missed one because, you know, it's all about the history and mm-hmm. also seeing my friends get inducted. It's a very, very cool thing. Uh, but uh, you just, again, a learning curve. I want to see every everybody still gets, uh, like last year, everything got a, got a free pass, same with this year. And it's still an honor, and it's still something for people's bodies of work to be recognized. Uh, even Rich Herring, who a lot of people don't know, but he's worked um, behind the scenes for WWE for 51 years. Stephanie McMahon uh, put it out there. He was also the former head of the New York state athletic commission. He was the man who married macho man and Elizabeth at SummerSlam. He's a a very, very good dude who uh, helped a lot of people out. And a lot of people told their stories, either behind the scenes, people Uh, rich was a big uh, advocate and helped a lot of our ECW wrestlers uh, get into uh, the WWE and as well as he had a, I remember one of the greatest questions when we were doing the first ECW, uh, like trying to get all these guys like paperwork and all this stuff. And I had to drive everybody because there was a lot of people who no longer had driver's license. And I had to drive what they deemed as the special bus. We had a van and he's like, what's with all you ECW guys that you don't have driver's license. <laughs> That's amazing. But, uh, you know, Rich has done a lot for the behind the scenes of WWE and has uh, he's got. And listen, man, the guy and one of the most committed employees next to the late great Howard Finkel, uh, he drives from Liberty to New York to Stamford daily. Look up how far that is, because that's where he lived. Liberty, New York. It, to Stanford, Connecticut, I think is like a hundred mile drive every oh. day to work. <clears throat> and through that Connecticut traffic, oh my gosh, that must have been a nightmare. Rich is a, a great person, just like Sue Aitchinson is, and it's great to recognize some of these people that a lot of people don't know. And they're, you know, Rich was all about licenses, getting, uh, helping people get visas and passports and. He, you know, he was a real judge. He was, he could have done a lot of things, but his love of professional wrestling throughout the years has an awesome office where enshrouded in wrestling history and has like guys, original wrestling licenses put up on his wall. Uh, always love hanging out and talking to rich. Good guy. What did you think of the hall of fame? Um, you know, what the ceremony that we All right. see last Listen, time. I didn't see it. I saw some clips. Okay. And uh I'll I've been thinking about like, yes, I said I'll bite my tongue, but I don't uh I still want to bite my tongue. We I think we should maybe get to the nation. Uh kudos to Rodney Garza for guessing that King Kong Bundy was the wrestler originally hailed from Alaska when he came from world class. We all know he's from Atlantic City, but he had a horrible Alaskan lumberjack gimmick as King Kong Bundy in uh, world class. Um, I'm just trying to stay positive, man. I don't want to get into it. I, I can, if you will, but then we're, we're taking away from the nation, even though everyone's chiming in on the donuts. Um, so it's your All call. Right, your I, well, I mean, you know, you could do it in a way where it's, I, I think you teased it enough on the air that there can't, there has to be a payoff and it's not being negative. I, I, I just okay. said, Hey, all right. All right. I'll say this in the most positive way. Cause literally like I was on a massive first, it went from a group text to uh, a phone conversation last night with 
when I, I, I joke about it, but I don't joke about it. Literally could have had someone fired uh, if I wanted to. And not saying I have power, but it's just, you know, could have done it. Uh, it started, I guess, right before my drive. I saw Francine was on social media and Billy Jack Haynes, whether that's him or not, was talking about the bingo hall and ripping it up. And Francine, she's because she has pride not only in ECW, but pride in herself because they were making fun of wrestling in a bingo hall. Whatever he said really wasn't, uh, I guess, current to today because he's like, you know, no one makes any real money plus you deal with ct it's 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 a much different business than when if that is really the billy jack canes and kudos to francine for sticking up for herself and then i watch rob van dam's uh a clip that's aired on the wwe peacock and the interviewer now this is your greatest moment you're you're uh, an embodiment of your career and you're talking to someone who literally just gets off the stage and he was like, did you, when, you know, kind of like the lowly bingo hall, he didn't say lowly, but he's, there references the, the bingo hall, like it's this degradable, horrible situation that you are part of known as ECW and the bingo hall. And I feel it's a newer generation that, you know, it's from what they either read or what they heard about with this thing called ECW and this this bingo hall. Well, inside that bingo hall was magical. And to talk down about something, especially during the Hall of Fame, is so, um, I, I don't know the word. I would degrading. It, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong to say that during somebody's time. That'd be like someone's, you know, starting their career with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and then they move on to, bigger and better but no if you're part of a if you're a fan base of the pirates but if you're a fan base of professional wrestling i need to explain something to you that would be like saying seven years of nxt well technically they're in an annex of a school of a college or oh the great wwe this thing that fills up stadiums do you know where they used to be based out of the hamburg Fieldhouse, ag hall in allentown Go look up those venues. This is where they shot their weekly television. And this is where men and legends all started. Do we talk about uh, the Hamburg? The Hamburg Fieldhouse locker room is literally smaller than my bathroom. And it is a barn. If you look at the great moments of Georgia Championship Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic, world-class, the Sportatorium, the Sportatorium, from what everybody talked about, made ECW Arena, that bingo hall, kind of like it was the Taj Mahal. But for some reason, everyone has to make slanderous remarks about the bingo hall. But if you think of every great organization, especially in wrestling, has started from small roots. I personally hated when they would say, oh, we're just a Philadelphia-based uh, company. Hamburg Fieldhouse, guess what? ECW sold it out. Allentown, guess what? ECW sold it out. Uh, that one little thing, oh, Monday Night Raw, where was that from? The Manhattan Center. Yep. You know where ECW used to do the television? The ha uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Triple the amount of Monday Night Raw. But yet, it has this underlining tone that some the newer generation keeps on talking about because of stories, but they weren't part of it. And yes, we were grungy. Yes, we were... Uh, we had that this underground feel to it, but I was there. I was there from day one. If it wasn't for that little bingo hall, somebody named Ray Mysterio would probably have never made it. Somebody like Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit. Oh yeah. They gave a guy named Steve Austin a microphone to talk about stuff. And then he went on to become some of the greatest characters. And I'm just not just here defending ECW. I'm defending when people talk, crap about this bingo hall like i said you know when, when francine with billy jack haynes portland wrestling was from a bowling alley that great don owens arena was a bowling alley yeah so mid-south wrestling mid at the boys and girls club like uh, yeah mid-south coliseum yeah. uh mid-south yes they moved to bigger venues when they would do the astrid uh i'm sorry the new orleans uh stadium but don't talk about people's origins like they're so, so bad because everybody has to start out certain places. 
But when you talk about ECW and you say these slanderous things about, you know, the bingo hall, man, that bingo hall was packed. That bingo hall had mo- more energy than any place I've ever seen. And that's why we called it the ECW arena. But you look at Georgia Championship Wrestling, Memphis television was literally two rows. When I first got there, I walked into the door and I was like, this is it? And then the moment there was fans of two rows on one side and two rows on the other, I was like, yeah, that's right. This is it. And I was proud to be there. ECW opened doors for so many wrestlers, so many wrestlers that you see today would not have made it. Where you talk about uh, because of height, I was there when Rey Mysterio was called a midget and he will never make it. Guys like Mikey Whipwreck opened doors like Rey Mysterio, Lucha Libre came to the United States through wrestling. The use of tables and ladders, that was not around during those days. So don't go and slander something or talk crap about it when you know nothing about it. And that's what really pissed me off to the point where seriously, I was, I was enraged. Because also, how do you say this to somebody when they're receiving the reward? Rob Van Dam handled it great. If it was me, I probably would David Schultz the guy. Yeah, and it's and like it's your greatest moment, and you want to talk, you want to demean something that you know nothing about. And Rob handled it with class and pride. So don't go and talk about you know this show busted open. Oh, you mean the show that you used to do for free one day a week? Well, now guess what? We're uh, a re- uh, one of the highest rated shows, and we're on six, sometimes seven days a week, and we have a bigger range than you. So anyway. That is my little bit of a rant. I could go on and on, but don't talk, don't talk smack or or just don't degrade somebody for what they did because we've all been there. Um we're gonna be talking to Tony. How Khan. about that? Was that nice? Did I handle no, that? No, nice? that was that was as professional and, and it's okay to be angry about that. I, I don't know, understand why you wanted to hold that back. Uh, th- you know, th- I watched most of it, and, but unfortunately, I didn't see what you were talking about. Now I want to go back and watch that because I'll post the clip and you'll just hear the question. And right away, Crazy Dreamer steps in. Well, whoever that was that asked the question, I'm going to call out on social media once I see that clip because nope. when it comes. No, I will. They don't say his name. Trust me, I already know the person. And you're lucky because okay. I could have had you fired. Um, When it comes to the world of music. You know, Metallica, who plays stadiums, they always talk about the Birch Hill nightclub in Old Bridge, New Jersey. You know, how much we've heard about the historic, you know, CBGBs that that they, you know, the city wants. I was just going to say, when we talk about people going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they talk about CBGBs being this dump or this shrine, but it was ours. Same like Shea Stadium, man. I, I was at Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium was a dump, but you know what? Every Mets fan or guys who played there, but it was our dump and we loved it. And there was nothing like it. um, It's unfortunate because I know for myself, Tommy, when you asked me to be a special guest referee at the ECW arena, I remember I I was hyperventilating because I was, you know, because I'm like, how many times I have seen that on my TV? And now I'm actually going to step into a ring in that building. Like I, 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 I was never more nervous than I was in that moment. Now, some of it had to do with the fact that, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing as a referee, but most of it was the fact that that was, that was a place I've seen on TV. That's to a, to a pro wrestling fan, to a pro wrestling fan, that's sacred ground. I'm not even talking about for you, Tommy and bully and Rob Van Dam and all the people that stepped in the ring and performed. At at the ECW arena, I'm talking f- about as fans, as a fan. That's sacred ground. That's the ECW arena is up there with Madison Square Garden. When you talk about historical landmarks for a pro wrestling fan, we're going to be talking to Tony Khan at 11:30. Nobody nobody looks at that building in higher regard than somebody like Tony Khan, who's an owner and CEO of a company that's on national TV on TNT. Dude, I get it. But what I'm just trying to say is like, if you talk about origins, the origins of the WWE, the Hamburg Fieldhouse yes. uh, and Ag Hall in Allentown, world-class sportatorium, the list goes on and on. And yes, ECW had, you know, an eight year run, 
but literally change the business. Yeah. And don't talk about it, especially during the whole, uh, your hall of fame. Like your Which is questions. all about respect and nostalgia. Yeah. <sighs> and you know, this, we sold out the St. Paul civic center. We sold out the, uh, the Olympic in, in LA. We sold out back to back to Hara arenas, you know, year to year. And fans came in and in, in droves where it was the hottest ticket to be. It's it's so aggravating because, you know, I, I started this show because of my love for professional wrestling to 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 to, to hand some asshole a microphone. And for him in that moment, when it's all about nostalgia, respect and tradition, and you ask a stupid ass question like that. That's a kick in the balls to somebody like Rob Van Dam to ask a question like that. Piece of human fucking filth garbage. <laughs> well, I just trick. I just tweeted it during the commercial break. You could you can uh listen to it. And Rob listen, Rob handled it great. And you know, it, even Rob handled about like pretty much being lied to. But it's just like why do you ask these questions or talk about this stuff then? it's, hey, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Well, what about that steroid era, huh? It's like, are you kidding me? And again, it started because of uh, Billy Jack going at it with Francine for whatever reason, I don't know, because somebody posted a picture of her with Lex Luger and like saying that he started her in the business. And it's no, but like people want to start their own facts or have their own opinions on stuff. And listen, I understand it, but Wrestling history cannot be changed or you can't just because you say like if you want to be the negative person, hey, man, I love NXT, but literally is at Full Sail University, which is for a lot of their people. It was like a place where they learned how to do television. Do you say, oh, we're in a college next door to a famous college? No, you make it bigger than it. But does it hold that many people? That crowd is amazing if you're a part of it. And what that's did Bill slight- Mercer, uh, Tommy, what did Bill Mercer say at the beginning of every world-class championship wrestling broadcast? And, and like from what you said, everybody said it was a shithole. It was like 130 degrees. It yep. was a tin roof. And at the start of every single show, Bill Mercer would say the world-famous Sportatorium. And for me as a fan watching it at home, the Sportatorium was like heaven. That was like heaven to me. I literally go and watch Florida championship wrestling. Like before I go to, to bed, they have this little wooden like barricade that was supposed to like stop the fans. And when wrestlers go over there, there was two rows of seats there and the fans get up and move their seats as like Harley race is wrestling Barry Windham or all these greats have come through. think of every great wrestling moment that you'll see on Peacock, uh, on the WWE network, they all came from these small beginnings and that, you know, television studio wrestling, but guess what? We weren't studio wrestling in ECW and you could watch it grow from 30 people to where we crammed at barely legal over a thousand people, which was illegal, but we still did it. And then there was people who would pay to stand outside so they can listen and feel that energy. And we had that every single week. But if you think about like, what that bingo hall did for the business, it literally changed it in a heartbeat. Every time the WWE needed a boost, who did they call on? Good old ECW, that invasion. Or when the business, the bubble burst and that whole WCW thing failed, who'd they have to call on? Tommy Dream and Rob Van Dam to start this other invasion. Please don't let wrestling history change because, oh, it, it's suitable for you because then you know oh that little crappy uh place in hamburg pennsylvania uh that you know larry zabisco broke a chair over bruno san martino's head and uh, oh yeah but then guess what it, it sold out shea stadium yeah or the you know go talk to tony Addison, rocky johnson oh where you won the uh you were the first african-american tag team champions that uh won the belts in the hamburg field house like, I mean, why? 
Yeah, there's no reason to go there, especially a night like the Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Sirius XM Podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.